Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Calling all Gleeks. I'm Kevin McHale. And I'm Jenna Ushkowitz. We became best friends on the set of Glee. And now we're doing the Glee recap podcast you have been waiting for. How romantic. Each week we'll take you behind the scenes. Spill all the Glee tea. And break down episodes from season one with former cast, crew, producers, and writers that brought the show to life. I think everyone needs a little more tardy in their lives. Get new episodes of Showman's every Thursday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and PodcastOne.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. It's a profitable business, period. Cincinnati's least favorite son, <laughs> Dan Patrick. Uh, welcome to the program. Final hour on this Monday. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. If you'd like to tweet or email, you can do that as well. And uh, Mario will be on the receiving end of those, and then maybe he'll bring them in. Got a few more Meet Friday songs. Yes, we do it on other days other than Friday. But uh, it was a really successful campaign last year. And contest with the winner getting a uh, Traeger grill. Those who will be in the uh, meat madness, the brackets, you vote on it, and then we final get to the final fork. So uh, please send those songs in, and uh, we will play those when we get those. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Some of the headlines, Mookie Betts is now a Dodger. Jock Peterson, who was going to the Angels, is still a Dodger, and they've got a crowded outfield there. He's on the market, I'm guessing. I don't know if that deal eventually gets through, but uh, multiple reports that uh, he is still... Would you rather be a platoon player with the Dodgers or a starter with the Angels if you're Jock Peterson? Because I'd rather be a starter. That Angels lineup, by the way, is really good. I don't don't know how great their pitching is going to be, but man, are they going to have a pretty good lineup there. Yes, Fritchie. and you're still living in Southern California, so you're not having to yeah. make a big move. And all the pressures more on Mike Trout. You can kind of do your thing, and whatever you contribute or don't contribute, it's really Trout is the face of the team, and you can kind of sneakily do your thing under him. Thank you, Todd. Welcome. Yes, Paul. You also get October's off every year, which wow. is really nice. Wow, wow. I mean, historically, just nine out of the past ten. Okay, no, right. I, I didn't make it up. It's not me. I know. I know. We just report <laughs> the facts, right? Dodgers just... have to play in October. Yeah, they do. But uh, Jock Peterson is back with the Dodgers. But uh, Mookie, they're still they're still seething in Boston. Like they could, the newspapers, talk shows, they can't believe that you traded one of the top five players in the country. No, they're even going farther. They go one of the top five players in the world. Like, oh, oh, okay, now it's even bigger that you traded Mookie Betts. Yeah, Paul. I didn't read all the fine print of why the Dodgers uh, trade for Mookie Betts was held up. I know there's a player with an elbow injury and so forth. And they had to rework the trade. But I wonder if the Red Sox management said, based off fan reaction, can we pull this back at this point? Or is it too far down the road with Mookie Betts? That was my thought. I thought the Dodger or the uh, Red Sox management was going, oh boy, we got roughed up here. We're, can we get somebody better? Can we get something different here? Uh, 
Can, can we find something wrong with this pitcher? Can we keep Mookie Betts here? But uh, Mookie Betts is now a Dodger. Bob Knight returned to Indiana, something I didn't think he would do, but I did tell him that he should have. It was good. It was sad. It was awkward. It was Bob Knight. All rolled into one, but the uh, legendary coach goes back to Indiana. And I don't know if this was by coincidence, but the fact that one of his more famous moments when he threw the chair was when Indiana was playing Purdue. And Indiana and Purdue played this weekend. Now, his 1980 team was being honored and uh, went back for that. Uh, Isaiah Thomas was there, but uh, just happened to coincide with uh, the opponent when he had one of his more uh, infamous meltdowns when he threw the chair against Purdue. XFL made its debut. New rules. I think this is about the coverage. This is about the TV coverage of the XFL, not the XFL itself. But you're looking for bells and whistles. And I thought it was fun. Interesting. I just want to see what the ratings are like next week and the week after that. Because that'll be the true test. If you're a football fan and you're desperate for any kind of football here, even though you don't know most of these players, probably 95% of them you don't know, are you going to be watching? Um, I'm, I'm not that desperate that I need this kind of football, but I did want to tune in because my friend Steve Levy was doing the broadcast. He did. Oh, by the way, Levy did do this. Uh, Levy promised when he came in last week, he ended the broadcast of the first ever XFL game by saying the following. Your passion bucket was waiting to be filled up with more football. Here you have it. There you go. He said he was going to do it. He mentioned passion in the beginning. He just didn't give us a bucket. And I thought, oh, no, Levy screwed it up. And then all he was doing is setting us up, and Levy dropped a passion bucket, which, of course, Rick Neuheisel made famous on this program uh, by dropping a, a passion bucket. And then Kobe did it. Kevin Love did it. Quite a few people using their passion bucket. But uh, Steve Levy did that in uh, the first ever game, the XFL. All right. Uh, by the way, Reggie Miller will join us coming up here in a little bit. Last night with the Oscars, I guess you would be surprised that Parasite won. I don't know how many more people are going to go see it, but it is subtitled. I really enjoy the movie. Not my favorite movie of the year, but I enjoyed it. I get why there was a lot of hype surrounding it. I thought Jojo Rabbit with Scarlett Johansson was a very unique movie. And there, there is humor in a story that does not provide humor. Uh, but there is some humor in that movie, and I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I don't think many people are surprised at that. Uh, Renee Zellweger winning for uh, her portrayal of Judy Garland. Uh, Brad Pitt. I was expecting a funnier story speech from Brad Pitt because he's been really funny in all these award shows that he's won. He's pretty good. And maybe because this is the Academy Awards and, you know, you're a little bit more serious there. I, th I thought he would have something that, you know, funny or pithy to say about DiCaprio or, you know, he was very complimentary. It's like, I'll ride on your coattails any day. Um, you know, I didn't need Eminem singing his song. There's a lot of song and dance there. You know, with no host, there's a lot of song and dance there. I've only gone to one. And that was when Shakespeare in Love with Gwyneth Paltrow won the best movie instead of Saving Private Ryan. And my wife and I had the option. We could pick any after 
uh, you know, post-Oscar party to go to. And I thought, let's go to the one that's going to win. And all of a sudden, we go to Saving Private Ryan. It is, there was no celebration. It was very quiet. And uh, Tom Hanks, you know, showed up. And that was great. But I think even he said, boy, this is, it, it was cheerier in the movie, Saving Private Ryan, than it was, you know, at that, uh, that Oscar party. And, uh, yeah, we missed out on Shakespeare in Love. In retrospect, we probably should have gone to Shakespeare in Love because they would have had a good time even if they didn't win. Saving Private Ryan, I think everybody thought, was Spielberg and Tom Hanks and that great cast. They were going to have a great time. It was not, not a lot of... Uh, nobody was staying out all night in that group, at least not at that party. Yeah, Paul. Remember a couple years ago, was it La La Land? They were up there. They thought they won. And, and it was, was it Moonlight yeah. actually won? Yeah. McLovin had a buddy from high school who was a producer on that. He was up on the stage and, and there with the, the awards in his hand, and he was a buddy McLovin played high school basketball with. He's on the stage thinking, my movie that I helped produce just won, and then had to walk off and have it taken away. Oh, it was a walk-off, but in yeah. a different way. Yeah, uh, it was, uh, my friend Michael Jackson, who's John Legend's producing partner, uh, is in with Chrissy and John. He, he, it was good, though, because they got a lot of attention, at least, for positive attention for gracefully stepping down, if that's worth anything. Did they get more attention by not winning? Like, like Pete Rose not right? getting in the Hall of Fame? Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sometimes when you don't win and then people go... Like Sandler, I said, you'll get more attention by not being nominated. And I don't think he was in the mood to hear that, but I said, look, it'd be bad for your brand if you won an Academy Award. <laughs> I'm telling this to Adam Sandler. And then he goes, yeah, Danny, you're probably right. I think he was just doing it to get me off the phone. But I'm going, Sam, man, you don't need that. that that's bad for your brand. Meanwhile, you know, I, I'm ready to kill to win a sports Emmy. Like, be bad for our, I did say that to the Danettes the last two years that we were nominated for the uh, for sports Emmy for this show. And I said, but do we want to win it? And <laughs> Seton's like, what? <laughs> what? Are you out of your mind? I said, but, but wouldn't, wouldn't that be bad for our brand if we actually won? No. Yeah, Paul. If I told you 15 years ago the topics on today's show would be the return of the XFL, Bob Knight returning to Assembly Hall at Bloomington, and us discussing how this Oscar screwed over Adam Sandler. Mm. <laughs> those are three pretty <laughs> unlikely topics if you throw those out 15 years ago. All right, you're going to change the poll question for the final hour, McLevin. I already did. I put up, is, is the Rockets going to a 6-8 and under lineup give them a better chance of reaching the finals? Mm. Yes or no? Okay. Better, I'm not saying anything to make it. They still got to go over the Lakers or the Clippers. But I don't know why I'm excited about this. I feel like they're an unusual out in the playoffs because but, of Harden. But, okay, they have these players who are 6-8 and under, but they were also trying to trade for DeAndre Jordan. So that doesn't make sense that you're going after a 7-footer who is well past his prime, and then you're going to bring him in? Because why? I have no idea. Right. That's why I don't understand analytics, and I don't trust analytics. Well, it seemed to work for the Warriors. Wasn't that kind of analytics-driven? That's what they say, anyway. Paulie, is there a woman named Anna Lytics? Checking. Yeah, just, I'm always curious when we There's get... over 105 people in our country named Ben Dover. I know. Which always bothers me. But this is an analytics thing for the Rockets <laughs> to shoot 63s. Right? Isn't that analytics? Yes. Yeah. But then why are you bringing in DeAndre Jordan? Well, they didn't. So they but they've tried to. I have no idea. That's why I don't understand. I He's, don't understand it. I think everyone loves DeAndre Jordan. He's just a good dude to have around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm right there with you. 
he's had a great career. Yes, McLeod. My fear of the Rockets, and I think this is maybe I'm parroting you, is just that at the end of the game, Russell Westbrook's going to be open for a jumper, and can you trust that? No. That's that's why he stopped taking threes, which is good because just because you're on the Rockets doesn't mean you're supposed to be taking threes. I want him going to the hoop constantly, constantly going to the hoop. I don't want him shooting threes because he can't shoot threes. Yes, McLeod. Is the NBA going to be more front burner and, and college basketball more front burner now that uh, NFL is over? Because well, I feel like these storylines are just waiting to happen. Not like the Lakers are just coasting. Yeah, but what's the storyline? It's February. Yeah, I just feel like it's just a wait till the playoffs here for like LeBron is cool. Everything's going great. Clippers are good. Everything's going great. Maybe it's load management, but the regular season really feels a little bit less exciting than I expected. Well, the fact that the Lakers were trying to bring in Darren Collison and Dion Waiters, like that, and J.R. Smith, like that makes me a little nervous. If I'm a Laker fan, I go, God, do we need these guys? Yeah, Paul. There is no one in our country named Analytics, spelled A-N-A or A-N-N-A. Okay. But there are 17 men named Gymnasium. It always bothers me. Your last name is Nasium. You just don't name your kid Jim. Anything else? Steve Nasium is fine. Stevie Nasium. Right. Not Jim. Not Jim yes. Nasium. How about um, first name Ann, middle name Elizabeth, last name Lytix? Annie Lytix. <laughs> Checking. Good call. None. Dang. Uh, just the fact that I met this woman in Chicago. Her name was Anita Hooker. Jesus. And And... And and she goes, go ahead, you know, get your jokes out there. I think she married into Hooker. But then you can't blame her. That's not the parents' fault. I went to high, grade school. No, that's when you keep your name. Yeah, see, yeah, that's actually when you can blame her. Yes. Yeah. Well, you chose that. Yeah, you, you could have just stayed, you know, Anita Smith. Unless their original name was worse. <laughs> if possible. Yes. I went, to, I went to grade school with a girl named, went to grade school with a girl named April Showers. Great kid, nice friend of our family, but her name was April Showers, and it was a it was a tough upbringing. Oh boy, boy! Whenever we get on this name thing, that's why I always go. I'm going to wait until the very end to win, because I always I mine top everybody with the names that I grew up with. Yes, Seaton. We uh, radio station I used to work at. Uh, our human resources person was uh, Crystal Glasscock. Of course, first name Crystal, last name Glasscock. All right, of course. <laughs> I guess a heartbreak, I think. <laughs> And I'm going to guess that nobody made it made fun of that. Of course not. Not to human, not directly human to human resources. You <laughs> couldn't possibly do that. It's like, <laughs> uh, Josh in Maine joins us. Josh, help us out. What do you have for me today? I got a best and worst. First off, first time, long time, five six, just under two hundred. All right. Um, my best is John ja Morant going for Rookie of the Year, registering his first ever career triple-double with the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, my worst is the Mookie Betts trade finally going through. So now I have to live with a diehard Red Sox girlfriend all season long as uh, spring training is right around the corner. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. By the way, plenty of seats still available on my Memphis Grizzlies bandwagon. This is a team that is really young. Everybody, all their bet, best players are 24 and under. And I think they're going to be a force. They're going to be a force. In the next two years, I think Memphis is going, they've done a great job drafting. They've done some smart things. They traded away Igudala. That was another thing. When Igudala was traded from Golden State, I said, well, he'll end up on the Lakers. 
And then all of a sudden, he sat there playing golf, making $20 million a year, saying, I don't want to play for him. Miami Heat get him. I'm talking about the Heat. And, uh, you know, the Lakers and Clippers, I'm going to guess, were both interested in Andre Iguodala. I got one more Meet Friday song, and then we'll uh, take a break and get to Reggie Miller. Here is uh, Christian in Rochester, New York. Picture yourself at the man cave on Friday. First time, long time, 61205. Somebody <laughs> hollers, the Traeger is blazing. It's time to grill some ribeyes. Baby back ribs, brisket no greens. Can't forget, suck it back row. <laughs> Look for the guys in the front row, say what's up, Mahomes. Grilling with the boys, be Friday. All Sometimes the bad ones are better. <laughs> Let's take a break. Reggie Miller will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Welcome to Lewis Jewelers. Since 1921, Lewis Jewelers have taken pride in serving the greater Ann Arbor and Detroit regions with the highest level of integrity and customer service. Lewis Jewelers is family-owned, third-generation, full-service jewelry store with a truly personal touch. They offer on-site repairs, engravings, watch repairs, and access to many of the worldwide top designer brands from Hearts on Fire Diamonds, Robert Coyne, John Hardy Jewelry, to Omega, Breitling, Tag Heuer Watches, just to name a few. And if you're looking for a truly stress-free shopping experience, their team of non-commissioned, trusted expert advisors will guide you through the perfect engagement ring, anniversary gift, or sparkly accessory. They also specialize in custom jewelry for anyone who wants to add something unique to their personal style. Located on West Stadium Boulevard in Ann Arbor, just one mile west of the big house, Lewis Jewelers is the only jewelry store that is the proud partner of Michigan Athletics. So stop by today to let Lewis Jewelers help celebrate your moments. Lewis Jewelers your diamond store, and so much more for almost 100 years. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time. He's a Hall of Famer. Reggie Miller, part of TNT's All-Star Festivities in Chicago, as well as the All-Star Game on Sunday at 8 Eastern on TNT. Good morning, Reg. How are you? Good morning. Do you have any Oscar nominees or winners in your neighborhood? <laughs> we go through this every week. We keep <laughs> to ourselves here in Calabasas, okay? Though I do know that Brad Pitt is somewhere in the vicinity of where I'm currently living now okay. in Calabasas. And he is a supporting actor winner. Okay. So, yes. To right. answer your question, yes. I just don't know where. <laughs> don't you just drive around the neighborhood sometimes just to check out houses, see who lives I there? Dri- 
I drive around the neighborhood saying to myself, why couldn't I have squeezed a few more jumpers out of this right <laughs> arm to afford to live at some of these estates that they are living in? Yes. I think you did pretty well. I did okay. Yeah, I think I could have done better. Uh, yeah. I could have done better. Well, you look, at, you look at these, these salaries now. Right? I mean, I it's. I curse all and carry. I curse all and carry every day. <laughs> you were born but too I also early. Look at it the other way, too, Theodore. Yeah. We help pave the way, right? Because I'm sure the players, the, you know, Jerry West and Oscar Robinson and Will and the 60s and 70s, they help pave the way for us as well. So that's how I look at things. And that's the way to look at it. That's the way to yeah. look at it. All right, a couple of things here. Can the Rockets' small ball win a title? Title, no. Okay. A series or two, yes, depending on the matchups. Because I, I, I understand what they're doing. I, I don't think, I mean, you got Russell Westbrook who can't shoot threes and he, and he has the ball a lot, unless they're just going to say to Russ, hey, just you go to the hoop constantly. Offense and defense just go to the rim and let, every, let the other people who can shoot actually shoot here. And, you know, are they going to average. 50 to 63 pointers per game. Is that the goal? Yes to that, but we're not surprised about that because they've led uh, the league in three-point attempts and three-point makes, you know, the last, you know, in the D'Antona era there in, in Houston. What you saw last night in the defense when they played Utah is probably how teams are going to play Houston from here on out. As soon as Harden crosses the half-court line, it's a, a soft double will come up. They're going to play off of Russ. So when the ball is thrown to Westbrook, they're going to dare him to shoot, which he's not going to shoot. He's going to drive. Um, and he had a monster game with 37 or 39 points um, and double-figure assist. But they are always going to make it difficult on James Harden to score because he's going to have to score out of soft double teams and triple teams, and he's going to make uh, the P.J. Tuckers and – those kind of guys, Eric Gord, they're going to make those guys beat you from from distance. And if they make 23s and shoot above 45%, then it's going to be a loss. But where you have to punish them is if they're going to start players 6'7", six, 6'6", six, six, you've got to kill them on the offensive glass. And that's what Rudy Gobert and Utah did. Uh, they made timely shots, don't get me wrong. Uh, Bogdanovich hit the big three at the buzzer to win it. Um, but I think they could, we've seen this before with Don Nelson and Golden State uh, in a certain series when that Golden State team upset the number one Dallas team, if you remember that, um, yeah. you know, 10-plus years ago. So we've seen this, this movie before. I, I just don't think in the long run you can win a championship that way. How did, did it come along? come off to you with the uh, Lakers trying to get Darren Collison to come out of retirement. Then he said, no, that they might be interested in J.R. Smith or Dion waiters. I think uh, the Lakers are kind of just looking for pieces. To, to, <laughs> they need outside shooting. Uh, I know they needed a, a backup point guard, you know, for Caruso and uh, Rajon Rondo. Um, but Collison decided to stay retired. I can kind of see the J.R. Smith because he won a championship with LeBron, and I think he's familiar or would be familiar in that system, you know, just run to the corner and spot up basically. Um, but he hasn't been on the court for a while, so I don't know 
how useful that would be for the Lakers. They're just trying right, really to grasp straws right here to find complementary pieces. Uh, it's not desperate to you? I mean, I don't, like, J.R. Smith is not playing for a reason. So there are other... I wouldn't necessarily say desperate. I, I mean, it, it's also a guy with championship experience, too. And he's hit a lot of big shots in his career, especially with LeBron. You want J.R. Smith? I'd have to see him first. I want the J.R. Smith that was on that team that won a championship. Yeah, but you're not getting that one. We don't know what we're getting. <laughs> we don't it's, know what we're going to get. Okay, I, I, I think if you're the Lakers, you've avoided drama this year. Vogel's been perfect for them. You've avoided drama. And I don't need to bring – do I want to bring in Deion Waiters? Uh, now, that would be a head scratcher. I'm not quite sure about that one because he has kind of been a, a locker room problem while he was in Miami. So I'm not quite sure about that one. But I would have zero problem with J.R. Smith coming in, yeah. a guy that has championship experience and can knock down threes. The question is, physically, is he, is he capable? You know, he's been away from basketball for a bit. Um, but we saw this was Carmelo. He was away for just about a year and hasn't looked too bad. So if he's kept his, his body in shape and, you know, had that hand-eye and that trigger uh, arm ready, who knows? Who knows? Can Damian Lillard be the MVP this year? He could, but he won't. Um, just because right now he's just scratching to try to get to the eighth spot in the Western Conference. We all know it's uh, Antetokounmpo's to lose. Okay. That's wrapped up. Giannis is winning the MVP unless he gets. I even think if he gets injured right now, he would probably still win MVP. Okay, um, he's that far ahead. But then I think you got to throw in LeBron and the success of the Lakers. I think LeBron would probably be number two. Uh, Luca um, and his, especially the, the first half of the season, has been fantastic. But he's been hurt lately, so that's kind of hurt him. But now you put what Lillard has done over the last month. It's been phenomenal, and if they can find a way to get to that eighth spot, I think they're two and a half or three behind Memphis uh, for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. What he has done with all the injuries and the trades and the roster turnover in Portland, uh, he would probably be in my top three of MVP right now. Probably Giannis, LeBron, and then uh, Lillard. I was looking at uh, Giannis and LeBron, their rosters, and – I'm looking at LeBron's roster. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Luka, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. That's, that's a pretty good starting five right there. I will say this. LeBron has the all-name roster, but I really do like Giannis's. It's, it's more of a team-type roster, and I think he kind of alluded to that. He's like, I, want, I need guys that are going to pass me the ball. <laughs> Uh, so on paper, I'm sure everyone's going to go with LeBron's team. I am picking Giannis's team to win Sunday's All Star Game okay. because it's more it's constructed more as a team. Okay. Guys kind of understand their roles. The question is, they got to go out and play hard. I I I think Giannis's team is more constructed for that. So I'm pulling the upset and going with Giannis's team on Sunday. Who played? Who took the All Star Game? as serious as a regular game or a postseason game when you played in it? MJ did, but MJ always took every game serious because he felt it was a chance to one-up the best players in the game. 
Um, look, I remember in 1990, my first All-Star game in Miami. And but did people have problem, the, though, Reg, with Michael being that serious? And that, like, you can answer it now. Did people have? No. Oh, okay. Like, you know, nobody said, Mike, come on, ease up, let's have no, some fun. No, 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 because there was so much trash talking back in okay. those days of the All-Star game. Okay. No. Right. No, walking into the locker room in Miami, you know, I was 23, 24 at the time. And in the East, it was Larry, it was Charles, it was uh, MJ, Isaiah, Joe Dumars, Rodman, uh, coached by the Hall of Famer uh, Chuck Daly. Um, so I walk in and no one's saying any anything to one another and this is like the height of the bad boys and the rise of chicago so there was tension in there i'm like oh my god what have i walked into and uh guys were barely speaking to one another but as soon as the jump ball went it was like let's kill the west let's kill magic let's kill war it was like i was like this is this is awesome you know but as soon as that 40 48 minutes was over they, it was like they went back to their isolated corners, but they wanted to destroy the Western. We wanted to destroy the Western Conference. I'm looking at the All-Star festivities. Uh, they got the slam dunk contest, and I'm not interested in that. The three-point contest, they still you won. Like it. You like the changes? No. Why? Because adding, adding uh, a two-point, uh, 30-point shot, and three points to that, you don't. I love that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, think of the, hold on. Think of the guy. First of all, Lillard leads the league with thirty-five plus, more than thirty-five. Him and Trey Young, yeah. thirty-five plus three-point shots this season. That adds a wrinkle to it. You add ten seconds to it, and now you have two it's shots. All right. It's all right. No, I think that's good. Look, the game has evolved, and you've got you've to add changes to it. But, Reg, I would still love to see, let's say Damian Lillard picked you, and you got two racks, he got three racks, and you were a team, and then you went against, let's say, uh, if Steph Curry was playing. And, and, and Ray and Steve, Allen, and, you, and, adding the old component to yes, it, or just in general? Yes, <laughs> the, the, you guys get two racks, so you don't get tired. And you let the uh, young guys get three racks. If if you want to do the extra thirty footer, then I'm fine with that too. But I would make it where we bring back the old with uh, old school, new school. Hey, hey, Ray! I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> hey, Lee! Yeah, I kind of like that. You would do this in a second. I would do that in a heartbeat. Only two racks, and I'd probably take. Uh, the first, ooh, that would be good. Now the question is, who would I team? I could team up with anyone. Anybody. I would team up with Luca. I would team up with anyone. Okay, but what racks would you take? Your two best racks would be situated where? I would probably say the short corner. Guy. Okay. Yeah, the short corner and the wing. That would probably be, be my two. So I'd either be the first two and let my partner do the first three in the long ball, or I do the last two, the last wing and the last corner one. It's on! It's on, committee! Add it! I know! Now, see, isn't that more interesting than adding two 30-footers? No, I still want to see that, too. I'll I'll let you have that, but I think you... They love to celebrate the past. You bring them in. I mean, that, that would be great if it teamed you guys up. Now, if... 
they add this, obviously not this year, but back in Indiana, the the following year. Are you going to take credit for this? Because you should. I don't have it's to. A great Reg. idea, Reg. All <laughs> I do. Great idea. I'm a giver. I'm the John Stockton of radio. I just I just give, give, <laughs> give. <laughs> That's all I do. I will be the. I will be your mailman. <laughs> you, I will receive. You can take credit for it. I have no problem yeah. with that. If it, I am not taking credit for it because it's a great idea, but uh, I think you can get enough of the. You can get Peja because he can still shoot. You can get Craig Hodges. He can still shoot. Ray, myself. That's four alone right there. Dale Ellis can still light it up. Glenn Rice can still light it up. So there's enough. To team up with the young fellas. And Dell Curry can still shoot, right? Dell Curry can still shoot it up. Mark so Price. Oh, Dell and Steph. See, that'd be good. I would take them on. I would like that. Of course you would. Yes. I don't care who you get paired with. You'll be great. I don't I don't I'm not concerned about you. I, I you know, well, I don't want these older guys to go out there and get hurt, but that's why I'm gonna only give you two uh two racks. Well, how are they going to get hurt shooting a basketball? I have no idea. <laughs> you remember when the guy? You remember when the when the uh, the old vets used to get hurt when they made them play in the All Star game when they would have that like fantasy game and guys were tearing ACLs and Achilles and they were like uh, God rest his soul. Commissioner Stern was like, no more, no more of that of that game. We got to we got to stop this. Uh, all tearing up body limbs. Are you on my Memphis Grizzly bandwagon? To make the playoffs or just... Just get on now. Get on early. I like them. I know. I, I like okay. them. Okay. Uh, I think what's going to hurt them is experience if they do make the playoffs. But, again, playing hard says something. Right? It says something. They play hard. They play together. I think it's going to be a, a while. And, you know, they needed that veteran. And I thought that veteran was going to be Andre Iguodala. I, he didn't buy into it. But did you have any have problem with that, Reg? Where Igudala? No, not at all, because no one thought that Memphis was going to be like that at the start of the year, and I thought it was going to be a quick turnaround. I thought when it happened, they yeah, were going to too. trade or get or cut them right away, and then they saw how they played, and he became a bargaining chip. So I think it was told to him early when the transaction went down. Hey, we're going to either cut you or let you go, so you can go sign you know, with a contending team. But once they saw what they had and they started to play well, it kind of snowballed a little bit. So I had zero problem with him waiting out and them getting a bargaining chip out of it. Best movie you saw this year. Did you see any of these? Of the Oscars? Yeah. No. Really? Well, you got little ones. The little ones, yeah. I I could tell you the best of that. Uh, Frozen two, puppy dog pals, puppy dog pals, <laughs> unbelievable. Descendants three, you guys gotta go see Descendants three by Disney. Fantastic. Wait, did Woo! you go? Did you go to Patrick Weitzel's party, his Oscar party? Yeah. Can, can you believe? Like my first when I retired, first five or six years. We went to that party because I would call into your show <laughs> coming straight from the party because his the Whitesell party doesn't start till now I he's a big like, time agent he's Patrick Whitesell big big time yeah. agent big Endeavor, Hollywood agent yes yeah yes Endeavor agency yes so his party starts at about ten o'clock and literally goes until I was on at eight twenty like the party goes on all night at different places throughout the city and. 
they were fun parties. They were they were fun parties, but Father Time catches up to all of us, Theodore. As oh, you so know. you didn't you didn't go this year? No, okay. no, 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 no. Those days are way past now. I don't think they would probably even let me in. They're like, dude, don't you? You got two kids. Go home. Yeah, go but, home. No, but Patrick would let you in. Yeah, of course he would. Okay, but who but no. who do you see there? Like the person where you go, I'm. I can't even walk up to them. Like, did, did you ever have those moments? No, not at all. No, because I, I kind of knew them through Patrick, so I wasn't really. I mean, the times I were going, it was the height of uh, Matt and Ben. You know, the Goodwill Hunting days and all that. So hanging around with those guys was Ben with J Lo back then. Yes, I remember going to uh, Ben. Threw, let me see, did Ben throw J? No, J Lo threw Ben a birthday party um, at one of the top clubs at the time hmm. uh, in the mid two thousands, and uh, it was quite a scene because that's when they were the height of their relationship, and hmm. paparazzi were everywhere outside. <laughs> Those were fun times. Why are you having me go down memory lane, man? I know. I'm sorry. You're old now. You've got little ones. You're in love. You don't leave the house. You ride bikes. <laughs> I ride bikes. Hey, Paulie, Paul, I sent Paulie a picture. Paulie, did you get that picture? It was my first race since, uh, obviously, the passing of Kobe and Gigi and those seven others. And uh, it was my first time on the bike actually racing. Um, so I wanted to honor, you know, my, my good friend, Kobe. So, you know, Castelli, who is my outfitter, um, they sent me, I called it my mama angel outfit. It was all white, my kit and uh, my mama bear, she duct tape, you know, number 24. (laughs) It it, it looks so bad. She tape duct tape 24 on the front in yellow and number eight on the back in purple and a number two on the sleeve. And uh, it was one of the most difficult races and courses here in Fontana that I've particularly never done well in. But I ended up winning, and I think it was a higher power. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mambo was looking after me. So I sent Polly the picture. Um, He'll share that. He'll share that. So it was cool to to be on two wheels. It was my little tribute to uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant and his daughter and those seven others who were all lost too soon. Reggie will be part of TNT's All-Star Saturday Night Broadcast in Chicago, as well as the All-Star Game festivities, Sunday at 8 Eastern on TNT. Uh, Safe travels there, Aloysius, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Don't think I am not going to approach the commissioner and the committee, the rules committee, about the veteran, and I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to drop it. No, I'm curious. It all came from Theodore. I am, I am legitimately curious about that. That's all. That's and if they want to put a media member in, and I can go. What are you saying? And I could go against Stephen A. You would kill Stephen A. Smith. You're right. I would. But if uh, you want to do that, or once again you want to get Drake, we I can I can revisit that that uh, feud. Theodore, you are the best, Dennis. Thank you, Reg. Thank you, Reg. I break Canadian ankles as well. It's just not ankles made in the United States. If I have to go north of the border, uh, then I'll do that. International ankle breaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nickname, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, there comes the international ankle breaker. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, back after this.
Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, Strawberry Banana and Tropical Burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Uh, final results of the poll question, McLovin. Does having no player over 6'8 help or hurt the chances for the Rockets to get to the NBA Finals? 78% say hurt. Okay. I got people now sending in great names that they grew up with. I won't even go down the list of the names that I grew up with. They're harsh. Uh, including my priest growing up, too. Jim Jackson, former Ohio State Buckeye, former Dallas Mav, will join us on the program. And Troy Palomalu. Hall of Famer. Did Peter King not vote for Troy Palomalu, McLovin? I didn't hear that. Is that true? I think he got roughed up in his column, his, uh, his uh, Monday column that he does for NBC Sports. I don't think he voted for Troy Palomalu. What was his rationale? I don't know. I think he's he might have thought, well, he's one of those guys who's going to get in, and I'll use my vote for somebody else. That that's uh, might be the rationale. Yeah, Paul. You know, I, I look back. I thought Troy Palomalo's career was shorter than, than I thought it was. He played 10 years, yeah. 10, 11 years, and he was a, a pro bowler in 04 and a pro bowler in 13. He had some seasons better than others. But you could say that he's one of the most entertaining defensive players you've ever seen. You had the game plan for Troy Palomalo. And you could see him all over the field. He was very easy to recognize as well, so it made it easy to follow him. He was like a smaller version of Junior Seau. Seau would just go rogue on you. And Troy did the same thing. Yeah, see. So what are your thoughts then on somebody who say they, they're like, they think this person is a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I'm going to use my votes to help other people get in instead of not wasting it on Troy Palomalo. But obviously he's a Hall of Famer, so I don't need to vote for him. Well, I mean, the person who didn't vote for Derek Jeter could use that same logic, but we're not going to give them any benefit of the doubt. I, I think you vote for who you think is a Hall of Famer. That my approach would be, I'm not going to go, you know what, uh, throw out a name. Tom Brady's going to make it in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm going to vote for somebody else. Now, we don't tabulate those votes, so we don't know if somebody's gotten 100%. Why don't we do that with the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Do they they keep it private? I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. Well, Peter, by the way, did vote for your guy Tony Baselli with that vote. So, Well, does he think Tony Baselli's a Hall of Famer? I think so. Okay. I, you're right. The rationale, as he just said, was to to save the vote. 
I mean, it's not like Jeter where the rationale was clearly that he got all his home runs on the short porch of right <laughs> at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> and that if he was in Kansas City, he wouldn't have been a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He would have been a Hall of Famer, but it would have been like a, uh, what like a Robin Yount. Would he have been a Hall of Famer? I think so. All the Let's say Jeter came mm. up in the Royals organization. Would they have been able to hold on to him? That's another question. Because I don't know if they would have. I don't know what Jeter's value would have been on the open market if he grew up a Kansas City Royals farmhand. Yeah, Todd. And we're talking about all this postseason heroics with Jeter. Who says the Royals are getting anywhere near the playoffs for at least a portion of his career if he was in Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. Yes, McLeod. Would your guy Omar Vizquel be a Hall of Famer if he had been a Yankee? Uh, we're going to find – I think he's going to prove that he would be a Hall of Famer anywhere. Oh, okay. He's going to go in as a Cleveland Indian. Yeah, I think Omar Vizquel going Oh, he makes it? I, wasn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. I think so. I think so. Todd, what would you learn today? You thought 1917 was going to win for best film, but you actually liked Jojo Rabbit the best. Yeah, I did. Yes. McLevin? Uh, Reggie Miller doesn't get to go to those late-night Oscar parties as much anymore. Yeah, Patrick Weitzel. He was, he's a big-time uh, agent there in uh, Hollywood. Seton O'Connor. Reggie, very secretive about who his neighbors are. Yeah, apparently. And Calabasas. Well, you know the Kardashians are yeah. there. Paulie, what'd you learn today? You called the L.A. Wildcats as your XFL team. Yes, got him. Todd, what I learned today? Johnny Manziel didn't endear himself to the XFL by saying he's not interested in joining a league that's going to fold midseason. <laughs> I didn't get to this day in sports history. On this day in sports history, Magic Johnson came back to play in the All-Star game. Oh, after retiring because of the AIDS virus. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoom. They will set you up for success. LegalZoom.com today. You can join. Enter the promo code Patrick in the box at checkout. LegalZoom.com. Talk to you tomorrow. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right, no credit card necessary, and simply search for our shows to start listening. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.